You went for that? <laughs> I, I, had so many, I had so much material to choose from and I was spoiled for choice. Um, Every year, <laughs> I don't know why I'm starting on this. Every year, there is a huge movie that everybody loves that is about women or about a minority. And I'm always like middling on it. And then every single year, everyone's like, oh, why didn't you like Barbie? And I was like, you just don't like women. I said, no, no, I love. And then I have to, and then there is always, and it's always true, but there is always a smaller, more beautiful film that I enjoy. And I sound like a scam when I say, no, I, 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 I but I loved Are You There, God, it's me, Margaret. And this is true. And, and you'll have heard me say these things. I think Moonlight was one. Um, well, there was another big, oh, I can't remember. But this was before Moonlight won Best. <laughs> I liked Moonlight before Moonlight won Best Picture, guys. Um, but no, every year there is a bigger movie that I don't enjoy, and was the bigger movie in this in this with Call Me by Your Name? No, I loved Call Me by Your Name, and you know what? I still do. <laughs> um, no one should have been replaced. Why do you? You sound like you're in a tunnel. We're going to pause. Um, we've got Rain out of the tunnel that she was in. Um, I finalised the uh, Thomas Carruthers uh, Best of the Year list. It's, been, uh, it's yet to be released officially, uh, but it is been finalised. And Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, is firmly at number 12. However, this watch this morning i'm not going to rank it higher but it's just i stand by my 10 out of 10 i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's a perfect film i think it's beautiful i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's beautiful i think it's wonderful please tell me you like tell you they're going to be margaret <laughs> do you know what i i went on such a journey with this film I, oh. I think i got through like the first 20 minutes and i was genuinely considering messaging you and being like I'm not gonna have anything to say. Like this is gonna be a boring podcast. Like it's fine, I guess. Literally by the end, shed a tear. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
I, it's like, you know, and I I agree um, with what you said, like about this film being your Barbie. I think this film is my Barbie, <laughs> in the sense that, like everything that my friends came from Barbie, thinking about in terms of womanhood and like intergenerational like female relationships. That's what this film had for me. Yeah, I I I'm not good. We, I don't want to talk about Barbie. Um, but well, on every... I think Barbie, I went in with such insurmountable expectations, like because of all the hype, and then it just didn't live up to these impossible standards. Um, and I think I, I went into it with too much of like a critic's head, whereas with this one, I just learned to enjoy myself, and it paid off. Yeah, I mean, I had that with Saltburn, um, but um, no, it's uh, I. I mean, I watch everything with critical head, I guess. But I. No, you're right. I mean, to we don't need to rag on the big speech anymore. Nobody, poor Greta, doesn't need anymore. What if right? What if they win Best Adapted Screenplay and they go up, and Greta's like, and. I would like to thank Noah. If he didn't write the big speech near the end, then Barbie wouldn't <laughs> be the film. That you, and he's just stood there going, thank you. Thank you, Greta. Thank you. Um, that would be an incredibly amazing reveal. And then, of course, I would lose my integrity because I'd then have to pretend to like Barbie. Um, no. They, it, just everything... We don't need to talk about the speech anymore. But everything that that speech said just in big, bold, fucking capital letters. This movie says just in spades and subtlety. And I think it's a worthy conversation to have of whether we are we are adults, which is frightening, but we are adults. And when I have my little girl, will she actually get more out of watching Barbie, a movie that goes, here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and will will this movie slightly go go a little bit over her head? Oh, oh I hope not. But um, sorry, I'm rambling. You talk. Well, um, as the token woman on all of your episodes, I feel very qualified to talk about this movie. I really enjoyed how. Well, again, at the beginning, I was like, I don't think I'm going to relate to Margaret. Like with the way that it's. Oh no, I don't relate to Margaret <laughs> at all. I relate very specifically. I have never been more seen. I'm going to get to it later. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, like by the end, I w I felt so connected to her as like a young person muddling through, but also like her mother. I think the the movie adaptation did a lovely job of like spotlighting. Rachel McAdams' character's journey and her own struggle with feeling like a grown-up because I mm. had this whole meltdown yesterday about being the ripe age of 23 as a filming and just still not feeling authentic in like spaces with grown-ups and people my age and older and like yeah, just seeing her navigate that and like learning to live mm. herself and not please everyone and like not hand it to her parents and things like that. And then teaching her own daughter 
to kind of move through the world with confidence as well. Oh my god, the we'll get to it. But the well, Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams is a Thomas Carruthers uh, twenty twenty three award uh, nominee. She didn't win. I'm sorry, she didn't win. Uh, but she was nominated really for best. Broken. <laughs> she was nominated for best supporting actress. She of course lost to Julianne Moore in May December. Um, I think your people are very dangerous. Um, <laughs> but she did lose, unfortunately. However, uh, you've kind of you've had this. Os- you're getting into the Oscars this year, and obviously this isn't an Oscar series. But your big Oscar choice this year was you're going to only watch the movies that are nominated. And I, with this 2023 Spotlight series, have forced you to watch some of the films that haven't been nominated because half of the fun of the Oscars is knowing and being angry about things that weren't nominated. And there has been, there was a a swell for about a couple of months and it was like, it was was growing a little bit of, is Rachel going to get a best support, a very deserved best supporting actress, not here. And I don't know who you'd, well, no, I do know who you'd knock off, but that's, I don't, we're not going to throw people under the bus here. Um, but her, her first scene where she's talking about why her parents don't talk to her, like I saw that in Iceland. Oh, wow. It kind of made the rounds. And like to see it in, you know, in the first like act, essentially, it almost felt like out of place, not in like a, a negative way, but it was like, she should not be eating this much. Like she should not be. Like... Well, you talked. You said the words movie adaptation, which I believe is this somewhere at the back of my mind and false. You've read these books, haven't you? I so I have very like, what's the word? Loose connection to Judy Bloom. I think I read Blubber when I was like around that age. Like it feels like. Her works feel like a very distant memory. Like, mm. if you were to read them to me again, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I did. As somebody who knows, like, without arrogance, a lot about literature, mm. never came into my vicinity, never came into my vicinity as a child, as an adult. It never even came into my osmosis. Because they weren't for you. <laughs> no, but apparently there are. Oh. I've, no, but apparently there are, but she's written about boys as well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, like never came to and i think it's a very whereas i've been listening to a lot of american interviewers american podcasts she is because i think she is our american she is their american um lesbian jacqueline wilson (laughs) (laughs) lesbian lesbian jacqueline wilson um she is their jacqueline wilson and like and, and i'm sure if you said to an american you know who's who's jacqueline wilson what did jackie o get married again um, it's a terrible impression of an American. I love the Americans. I literally fought for the Americans. <laughs> Not literally, but like people were like, oh, Americans are so loud and annoying. I was like, you've probably never met one. Um, anyway. And so, yes, are you there? But it's me, but it's so beautiful. And no, but I know what you're going to, I know what we have got a lot to say. I've made some notes, but I know what you mean. Like on the surface, it, you could very easily say, Beautiful film, loved it, great. What's to be said? And that is something that I think has worked against it regressively in Oscar campaigning, in 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 just in general. I mean, we've got to the end of the year, and yeah, you've got some people fighting for it, but, uh, it, you know, this was a movie that came out early in the year. I think it was Between Ships, and um, 
I mean, you said that it made the rounds on your what your TikTok or whatever. Has it been in your vicinity or beyond me raving? It was. It was purely just that monologue from Rachel McAdams. Um, I saw it on Instagram, I think, or Facebook, because. <laughs> Uh, in lieu of TikTok, for my own. Oh, do you not do TikTok now? No, I haven't done TikTok in like three years, and I like to pretend that I'm better than everyone for it. But I just watch Instagram reels and Facebook reels and all the trash versions that aren't tailored to your taste. But I will still find a way to like sit there for an hour and watch like an episode of House when I hate House. You're watching an episode of House on Instagram Reels. On Facebook Watch. They'll post like a whole video. And it'll probably be in like two times speed. But because my brain is rotted from the inside out, I will sit and watch it. Anyway, Rian, Rian, we need to, Rian, I need to buy a DVD player. Rian, <laughs> we, need to, we need to do with this. I have plenty I'm... of media. I have plenty of media to, actual media to watch. But this is what I do with my life. Anyway. Yeah, so, so that, that monologue did make the rounds and it was incredible out of context and then even more incredible in context mm. um, but it's not it's yeah. not what you think the film's going to be i mean no. you go going in it's you think oh it's going to be a little girl you know coming to terms with the period coming to terms with coming of age you don't think it's going to be this incredible triptych of three generations of women coming of age in their own ways and also throw into that this huge religious not debate oh yeah debate this huge religious <laughs> this religious core to the whole thing i mean i'm I naive again I, I didn't know the book i didn't so i didn't know that that was a f driving force of it yeah, despite the I title an, an anecdote around this which again made me relate to margaret all the more i think it was about like 9 10 11 where i too was like thinking about you know the church and my relationship to faith like and it was specific. I remember the exact moment it was because I went to a, a Church of Wales school, a Protestant like denomination. Um, so we would have these Eucharists, these assemblies, and uh, we were led in prayer by our like pastor or whatever. And he says, "Father, we have sinned in thought, word, and deed." And me in the back of the room, I was pissed because I was like, "I didn't know you could sin in thought," like. I've been doing so well to be a good person and just keeping it all locked away. And I was like, you can sit in thought as well. Like that feels like such a cheat. And then I just kind of can, you know, I just wrote off the whole thing. Cause I was like, that's too hard. That could be a good tight 10 in the stand up. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yes. I've never been a particularly religious person um, at all. Um, full stop really and we're not really a religious family um and i yeah no there's no real fact like i don't think no i mean you know I, yeah no none of the funerals have been heavily religious because you know they did one prayer you know it's all it's all we're not really it's never been a huge part of my life and well, no enrolled in a in a church school because it was like a good school mm. like lived in the catchment area but like i'm grateful for that experience because you know speaking to people from all faiths like i think is a very um character building experience and like it's just good to have those different um uh belief systems like to just have a, a base awareness of them mm. uh, but yeah like I, I definitely empathize with that with that struggle that inner conflict of like 
and also just being like a preteen girl and like wanting somebody to talk to that isn't going to be awkward about everything or like give you Fiji the wrong answers and so you know naturally for some people that moves to like a deity or like just a voice out in the void mm. like being like somebody please validate me and listen to my concerns mm. I think it's yeah it's just handled really well it's a great film um I was worried to start with because we start summer camp 1970 and it's like super fun montage everybody's having fun and then the first song they drop is like spirit in the sky and I thought okay bit ba- okay bit basic is this going to be bad is this going to be bad oh no and then they're carrying up the suitcase of the thing and then I mean I don't need to Kathy. tell you <laughs> Kathy Bates I don't need to tell you how much I love Kathy Bates my beloved Daddy Wilkes my beloved the unsinkable Molly Brown I did uh, I did the movie grid the other day and I was one away from a full like perfect full house and it was Kathy Bates um and I'd had two of the others and then I couldn't think of the third Kathy Bates movie and then I saw her in this and I was like damn god damn you Kathy <laughs> um, and just from the off I mean it it was a very very hard decision deciding who gets the Thomas Carruthers Award 2023 Best Supporting Actress win from this film, nomination from this film. Because there wasn't... I'm biased because of Misery. No, I'm not. I'm not. I think this is a genuine... I think she's astounding in this. I mean, I I thought she was very good. I gave it to Rachel. Don't worry. I gave it to Rachel. Good. (laughs) Um, Have I I told you that Rachel McAdams is Will's biggest crush of all time? That makes perfect sense. He loves material. he loves about time. He really likes Midnight in Paris, and um, and he loves Spotlight. It's not <laughs> oh love well anyway. Um, but so they're all coming up at the carrying of the thing. What are all those boxes? And you think it's going to be like a slow burn reveal of oh they're moving, and then Kathy just straight in you're moving, and you know I'm never going to see you again. And, and it's all sort of played for this wonderful comedy. And then, again, the film slowly unravels and has this incredibly pained sadness to it. Um, I, I want to talk about... the um the to-do list of Wake Up to Crossword Puzzle. Wake Up to Podcast. This is my diary. <laughs> and it is nothing but... I will never get used to your handwriting. It's like you've you've held someone's around. I'm having a Chinese later with my family, and I've written down Chinese <laughs> just to give myself some something to do, some fucking sense of. Huh. Yeah, very bleak, very very bleak. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, I want to talk about Benny Safdie. This is the year of Benny Safdie. Uh, he has moved to do more acting, and he's the dad. And did you watch Uncut Gems? Um, anyway, he's very good. He directed that with his brother Josh, and uh, he's in this completely unsure. He was so good in Licorice Pizza as Jerry. Oh, as, I think he was called Jerry. And you know, I'm oh, just gonna. Oh, it's so and brilliant! Yeah, until they make a bigger bob. Fusion apples. You haven't watched Oppenheimer yet, have you? It's like one of the last 
Yeah. Let's get a let's get a win. So, I think I do enjoy that you've been like, mm, yeah, I'm going to tick them all off. Like it saves a bit of interest in Oppenheimer. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're trying to like balance it out and do like a bleak one and then like a fun one. Um, Oh, you're going to run out soon, aren't you? kind of stacked with we've just got. Oh no, poor things is fun, right? <laughs> Yeah, it is technically. Um, I, Ruby, previous now previous guest. Uh, I messaged her saying I found these um, links to where you can buy Zone of Interest and Iron Claw, and she said I can't wait for my guys to fight it out. And I said I hope you don't mean the Nazis. <laughs> no, she's talking about um Ironclaw and Zervidra sort of battling it out for best picture. Yeah, well, one of us don't even nominate it. So, uh, what a terrible, terrible... You'd, you'd like I Clock. It's got all of your favourite white boys Get in it. all my boys. Get all my <laughs> white boys. I'm going to collect them. Um, oh, was Betty Safdie a new white boy for you? Do you know what? You know, like, if I see him in more stuff, like when he was mowing that lawn, <laughs> me and Rachel, yeah, we ugly. Yeah. Um... I mean, he is me as a dad. What do you think is the most realistic depiction of me as a father? What, like in <laughs> the entirety this of is cinema, a terrible. This or? is a terrible conversation. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. well, Not I going said, to be. I said that you. Very early on in our friendship, I said that you were like the dad from National Lampoons. The greatest thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that was like crack to you. And Well, that was because we were doing a Christmas dinner and I went full Clark. Um, not full Clark, but <laughs> we're going to be having so much fun. I know you haven't seen Vacation. no. Oh, National Lampoon's Vacation is is one of my all-time favourites. Clark, do you think we should just turn around? I think you're fucked in the head. <laughs> we're going to be having so much fun. They're going to have to do plastic surgery to wipe the smiles of our fucking faces. Oh, Uh, yeah, anyway, I think it's sorry. a little bit Phil Dunphy and you as well. The moral of the story is, isn't that I would be a great father. Um, movie things that this movie doesn't have: forced unnatural conflicts, um, big, you know, argue, big see. You know what? I was so relieved. There's an early part where Kathy Bates, where Sylvia's like, oh, um. You've got to come down, and I've bought us tickets for the middle of this. And I was like, "Oh no, she's gonna become friends with Nancy, and there's gonna be a party, and she's gonna choose to go to the party, and poor Kathy's gonna be alone. Oh no!" And then she didn't, and I was so happy, and I thought, "Oh good," because in a lesser, not even in a lesser film necessarily, but in just like a more forced film, in a less natural film, there would be that would be a reason, you know, she'd be like, "Oh." I've got to go to a party that I want to go to. I'm becoming a girl, and uh, and Kathy Bates would be sad and crying and throw the tickets away or something. Um, Yeah, but there's none. like I really, Yeah, I really like that she doesn't really ever sacrifice like what is important to her as a, as a kid, and like mm. obviously there's still that, you know, they they still give time to getting in with this new crowd and feeling swayed by all of their opinions, and then you've got kind of like the act three moment of I don't even know if I want to be friends with Nancy anymore, like she's weird. <laughs> 
But it doesn't, it doesn't she is sensational. Oh, she's great. That it was doesn't a... ever, like culminate in anything, which I think is very true of again middle school friendships and relationships. Is yeah, like, it's all just a bit fluid. And then like her reaching out to is it Dana at the end? Dana, the friend, the one that developed early. Oh, the yeah, uh, 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 Laura Danka. Laura, yeah, like yeah. that's just really natural. Of like, it's not this huge thing. It's, it's just this little olive branch of like, I'm gonna hang out with you, and then people will follow suit yeah. because they've just been waiting for a moment to not be like little bitches. Also, it's not like so, like boldly or stringently based around the whole. It's a year. It's it's a school year. You know, it's 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 just subtle things like yes, there's Christmas, and yes, there's a, you know, it's coming up to um coming up to summer. But it's it's so natural. It's not like oh oh, it's yeah, the Easter it's play of like a memory almost like where you mm. like and being a young person just going through the motions like you almost feel like your days aren't your own like you're just kind of going mm. to like class and then you're home and then you're with grandma like it just felt like the pacing of that felt very natural everything's everything's chaptered by oh i've got florida in like a month and that yeah. is enough that is enough to last you a month whereas you know i, I think oh what am i gonna do today and um, <laughs> and yeah. that's the difference isn't it between yeah. kathy and yeah switching perspectives like like the days being so much slower for Kathy and then like yeah. and um what's the mum's name? Barbara. Barbara. Sylvia Barbara, Sylvia, Margaret. Yeah. And Barbara's life being so defined by like her tasks as well of like we've got to do the stars, we've got to do get the furniture. Because again, it's about it's all about what we're told to do. Like she is told, you know, she, uh, Rachel, I don't think, you know, they're clearly not, I don't think they're, they're not in an unhappy relationship, marriage or anything like that. She's not been told, I want you to become a housewife by, by her. She's just like, oh no, I'm moving to the suburbs. Yeah. This could be a good thing. I could, yeah, I could be a housewife now. This could be nice and I'll, it'll be easier for me and nicer and I'll be, have more time for painting and stuff like that. And, 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 and it's what she's been told to do societally. You know, this is nineteen seventy. You know, it's it's cusp of the six back into yeah. kind of domesticity for some mm. people. And like, mm. yeah, I, I again I thought when we had that first conversation of like, but you love teaching. I thought it was gonna be something a bit more sinister of like you know, she's been forced to quit or whatever, like mm. to appease her husband. But it wasn't it wasn't that kind of thing. No. We're just trying to fit into these molds. Again, same as when you're a, a burgeoning teenager. You're trying to fit into these molds of like who you think you should be. And then at some point you have to go, oh, actually, screw all that. Oh, same as when you're told to be a sort of happy retiree. You know, mm -hmm. you've got all, you can do whatever you want now. You've got all your, you can, you know. Oh, well, what am I going to do? Uh, before we end, I want to talk about Kelly Freeman Craig, the uh, writer and director of this film. Did you watch Edge of Seventeen? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I didn't rave about it, but uh, I thought yeah, it was pretty I good. I think I watched it more than twice. Um, oh, like, you're one up on me. It was really 
I don't think it was really up there with like, I mean, I love, as you know, I love a coming of age mm. film. I love a coming of age comedy. But yeah, it didn't, it didn't hold up amongst my ranking. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very strong. I, I, do did, have... I did really like um, that monologue about thinking that you're doing everything wrong all the time. Like that, that stuck with me. I'm, I can't even remember this, but it says that Haley Lou Richardson was in it, and I love Haley Lou Richardson. She was wonderful in White Lotus. When are you going to watch White Lotus? You know what? Ruby is trying to make me watch White Lotus. Do you want to make that when I'm down for the week? Should we do one a night? Sure. I mean, because they they started it in the states because they had Hulu, and then mm. I think they couldn't watch it for ages when they came back here. Um, you know, oh, I'm sure we. I can buy the Blu-rays. There's not on Blu-ray. Release them on Blu-ray. I don't want your DVDs. I don't want your DVDs. I want your Blu-rays. I'd have already owned them. Anyway. Anyway, doesn't bother me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, I either go to me, Mike. Where are we? Where are we? Um, we yeah. So it starts off with Nancy inviting her over. The wonderful L. Graham who is great throughout as just a sort of, not necessarily bratty, but a sort of, a, you know, a sort of outward kid. Mm. I but her... so people like that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a great opening line, you know, I live in the bigger house up the streets. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of naive, I don't think she's being malicious or villainous or any way, shape or form, just that sort of naive um, uh, quality, you know. Um, but no, it's, it's very good. Uh, she's great in it. Um, everybody is actually the whole uh, the whole group. We've got Catherine Mallon Kupferer as uh, Catherine, and we have where's 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 the other girl? Where's she's is she called is she called Janie? She's called Janie, isn't she? Yeah. Janie Amari Alexis Price. Um, no, because yeah. I've been yeah. This is what seeing it for me is like. Oh, this is going to be a good one, actually was just the, the the formation of the girl squad or the, the club mm. um, and just seeing all their little like character quirks come together and they're, they're not, not they're yeah. not similar people really. but it's who you end up living with on your street and they yeah yeah it's it's that quintessential like middle school friendship group or like in our case like year seven and eight Mm. friendship group where it's just it feels like Pangea you're all just kind of like lumped in together and then in hindsight you look back and you're like those people would never hang out now yeah no it's good it's it, and offers a variety of uh different experiences all going through the same thing and um no I thought it was a beautiful ensemble this is well this is when the casting the new casting Oscar you're excited mm. two years from now <laughs> um the yeah they have the secret club with no socks um but again just and this could be a an, a, a very s specific time for like Rachel McAdams to just become an evil bitch or something and for it to be for that to be a conflict about you know oh well you know oh my mother oh you can you have to wear socks and it's like no are you are you sure you're gonna you probably sure? blister right? and then and then when she comes home later you know last last thing about the sacks and 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 she's so 
beautiful and natural and loving. And it's such a it's it's such a um what did Steve once say? A generous, it's such a generous performance. It is in that yeah. and I, I want to say the same thing about Benny Safty, because he doesn't have anything to do. I know that sounds rude, but <laughs> no, he doesn't he, he doesn't dad, have any like... big scene. No, I know, but he doesn't have any big scene or anything. And he it's such a but he's he's just wonderful in it. And yeah, yeah anyway. Um I, I don't know what else to talk about before we take our first break and we continue through the film. Um oh, oh lovely I love this little Kathy moment. Well, hello, Sylvia. Well, hello, is, is Margaret home yet? No, no. Well, no, she's not home yet. Well, you said she's out at three and it's a 15 minute walk. It's 3.15. And just, again, that that loneliness. And I did cry three times when I watched it in the cinemas and once this morning. And it was it was when she does the to-do puzzle, uh, to-do list. And it was um, obviously the period near the end. And... Um, when did I? When did I? I, I think it was. Too. I wonder if it was the same four times. Oh well, that's that really is me as a father. <laughs> Just buckle the fucking seat, Harry, Henry. Um, getting your own child's name. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's fine. You've got to buckle it in. You can't just not. Buck You've got to buckle. <laughs> yes, I know that now. I know that. Uh, we're gonna God. take a. Yeah, we're going to take our first break and then we'll be back to talk about all of our favourite parts of this beautiful, wonderful, tender, marvellous film. And I want your uh, ranking of where it is for you in your sort of 2023 movie list, please. OK, let's go through some of the actual actual um, film. So let's talk about, so Barbara signs up for all of the committees. That's kind of her arc, which was an arc that's not in the book. And was developed uh, with Freeman Craig, uh, with Judy Bloom actually, when the choice was made to sort of uh, flesh out uh, and make this a story of three um, of 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 three women. Um, such a great arc here. Uh, I mean, it's a very basic arc, you know. Oh, it takes all these. Yeah, why not? I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, subtle. She's cutting all the stars. And then at the very end, just the most simple throwaway line of, um, I'm sorry about the stars. I mean, I guess everything's a fire hazard these days. And just, you know, there's no big, we're not going to need the stars anymore. What do you mean? There's just yeah. nothing. And it's just yeah, conceding. It's also not like, it's not the familiar arc of, she always knows what she wants, but you've got these external characters like ignoring her or like beating her down she's like oh can i just and then they're like no you're gonna do these all these committees or whatever it's mm. like she's agreeing to all of these things yeah. being difficult and like a bit demanding but in a very human way of like oh yeah you won't mind doing this right and she's like no sure like yeah, of course. why not and it's only like, cutting stars you know but it's like the box is huge like there's at least like 200 in there um and yeah just like that payoff of i'd love to but i, I don't want to <laughs> i that was just again perfect. so subtle and so brilliant there's no big i need i need to focus on me now 
Yeah, there's no and like it, huge. Yeah. It's not been pushed to the point of like a, a hysterical outburst. Yeah. I'd love because to, that but I would not be compelled by. I don't want to. I don't want, uh, I don't want to. Sorry. It's just such <laughs> a beautiful, <laughs> touching, sweet, tender. I stick with my ten out of ten. I get this ten out of ten. What a beautiful film. I do like. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing to change. It's the same. You know, I gave Jackass ten out of ten. I, I guess I gave Theatre Camp ten out of ten. Yeah, you did. Did. I feel like um, I feel like that Saoirse Ronan Little Women meme where she's like, I just feel like women. <laughs> um, it was yeah, it was just. You like... refer to a scene from the feature length film Little Women as a meme. Well, yeah, because people cut just that section like before she goes on her, her rant. Not her I know, and they cut out the bit where she's like, but I'm still alone. Or whatever she says. Yeah, because no one wants to be alone. <laughs> I should um, watch Little Women again, I guess. Oh, it's I haven't watched that since the cinema. Have you not? No. Oh, I love it. It's great. Mm. I did uh, when I was in the States. When I was on my study abroad, I did a group project comparing the 2019 and 1994 Little Women adaptation. Did you watch the Catherine Hepburn one? Was that is that the the thirties or the the forties one? The forties one. No, we didn't. There's there's actually tons. Like it was yeah. actually a really bad project because we realised how many there are. But we yeah we just went for the ninety four and twenty nineteen, mm. and it was and the most excited did, I've been about research. What did you find? Well, we looked at the different types of narrative uh, devices, um, specifically 1994 moving chronologically and 2019 um, bouncing around between present and memory. Um, and then about like how they focus on each characters and like how they bring their perspectives in different ways. It was great. And we passed the class. I'm sure you did pass the class. Um, every yeah, single. Oh, sorry. Was... Go on. Oh, yes. Okay, so I forgot. I was moving on. Go on. <laughs> my point was like, it. Yeah, it's just like it felt like such a seamless um, inclusion of these other two storylines, um, and how. And again, we're talking about Rachel McAdams being such a generous performer, like just all the threads of like her own life. That yes, they were kind of told explicitly through the monologue of like my parents don't talk to me anymore, but also just in such like little ways where you're like, I know exactly why that character is behaving that way. You know, she's she's overzealous and like over affectionate with people because she hasn't received that, and it's like it's one of those like character studies that is like you could easily have done this. You could you could have put like a whole host of like mid thirties actresses into this movie that like would not have needed to do all of that work, and it would have been fine, like it would have worked fine. But like, just everything that she brings to it is like so nice. However, I I I she's wondered no 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 she's very and I'm very happy giving her the nomination. However. When I think of all of my favorite parts of the film, I do keep going back to Kathy. I I do. I I mean, I've got my next notes here. You know, every single Kathy call melts me. 
just absolutely melts me inside. And I think I need to rewatch it because, again, like how you were saying, like I was kind of preempting something bigger, like a bigger conflict mm. or, yeah, like her falling out with her grandma or like being disillusioned and like not caring about her anymore as much. And I'm really glad that didn't happen. No. I mean, when they go to New York, when they go to New York for the Pirates of Penzance and, you know, and she, you know, and they're all, it's all just so wonderful. And then that incredible payoff of, Grandma, I was wondering if you could um, take me to Temple sometime. What? Really? Really? What? What? She works. Oh, I got to choose. I got to choose what I wear tomorrow. And then bring, this is my granddaughter. My granddaughter. My granddaughter. My granddaughter's here this morning. So brilliant and uh, funny, but also like complex at looking at the you know and when she's when he's doing the traditional Hebrew and Margaret looks she's <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter, doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and 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 just also the the acceptance of nobody well there are obviously people but like you know what different people come to religion for I mean I, I, she's the Jewish faith is so after you know for years and years you get of the jewish faith you get a lot more people who even though they're atheist or whatever they still have a profound um person well, yeah. not per personality identity and well, because, standness yeah, because of yeah the idea of being um religiously jewish and culturally jewish mm. or ethnically jewish um like there's a lot of different threads to it you know, in in a way that Christianity doesn't really have. Um, no. And, like, I'd say both are, are very anchored in, you know, community. But, again, like, Judaism, I think, because they've come up against, like, so much oppression, it, it's reinforced the need for, like, each other. And, like, yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's tricky as well because, like, everyone's got a different relationship to like the church mm. um and a lot of a lot of like coming of age films that you see that have like this backdrop of you know institutions like christianity it's, it's ah it's, fucking bleak oh. yeah, it's always presented as like this oppressive <laughs> force which i completely understand and like even in comedic films like ladybird you've got this undertone of like you know well, actually, Ladybird does it really well. It's like she kind of fights against like the notions of you know being in a Catholic school, and then the minute she moves away, she goes to a church because it's like familiarity, it's home, it's yeah. comfort. And I think that that was really resonant and truthful. Of like, okay, you might not believe in it, but it's still something about it that makes you feel safe and and again again that complexity of, of uh barbara's relationship with her faith because you know she uh, wanted to marry uh, a jewish man and and just the absolute dismissal of her family um and you know they don't want to see you anymore and then she makes she does this olive branch for christmas card and you know what comes of that this incredible <laughs> this incredible dinner um, you know, and again, maybe my moment of the year, not really, 
But like one of my favorite moments of the year is, you know, her calling, you know, it's can't get a Florida anymore. Oh, darling, oh, darling, that's so terrible. And she's, you know, now hooking up with this guy, Mr. Binneman. It's like cinnamon. And, <laughs> and you know, knock on the door. Who's that going to be? Hello, honey. Oh, brilliant. It's like, oh, this is going to so be great. excellent. And then at the dinner, I, now this is actually like one of my favorite parts of the film. La Hayam. La Hayam. And you think it's just going to be a, just going to be a little thing. And it's like, oh, okay. And this is you know, every single person. Like, to life! <laughs> and just incredible and joy. Morning, not knowing whether to yeah. drink. Now that that was like the toast. Great. I am... Um... No, I and thoroughly again, it's, enjoy it. It's a testament to how well, again, they've they've told each of the three women's stories up until this point. Because in the argument, I was like switching between who I empathize the most with. Mm. I was like, yeah, like, I mean, not as far as Sylvia being like, she is Jewish, because obviously we spent so much time with Margaret in a monologue. But like Margaret being like, this is just so stupid. But then well, also it's just Barbara, that Barbara's genuine like anguish of like, mm-hmm. you can't do this to my kid. Like you've already ruined my life. And like, so I understood it from her. But then she accidentally slips up and say, Margaret is nothing. And you're like, oh, that is not what you mean. But that is all that a child is going to hear. You know, yeah. no, she's not Jewish. She's, Margaret is nothing. And and you, and to uh, see... Let's talk about Abby Abby Ryder Forston, who is just absolutely sensational in this film. We've done the typical, uh, you know, Tom thing of oh, let's talk about the fabulous um, middle-aged supporting actresses. But she is she is just brilliant and so genuine and wonderfully humorous yeah. and charming, but never realistic. And and she just never does a, such a marvelous either never I mean, once. I mean, she was up against. It was a tough category this year for child actors. She's up against a lot of uh, a lot of great players in theatre. Oh camp. my! Oh my mum! Yeah, she didn't do it. Oh, shut the fuck up! I, I, I think <laughs> oh, yeah, and that made I, me fall. <laughs> I think I'm completely turning on anatomy for fall. And do you know how hard it is to have me feel middling about a two and a half hour court drama about a bisexual writer who maybe <laughs> killed her husband? I know. That's like primed for me. I'm like, I didn't, and there's, and in the middle, there's a huge extended argument. Do you know how much that is primed for me to enjoy? So, like, oh, I know. maybe the dog ate some diazepam. Who gives a shit? <laughs> also, oh, you've watched it now. I have, yeah. I, I, oh. I agree. I think it didn't really, like, there wasn't enough payoff for me, and I'm okay with ambiguous endings. If it's, it's if it, it felt like a cop out, it just felt like a cop I was out. Just, up until the credits rolled, I was waiting for someone to open their mouth and say, you know, thanks for making up that story, son. Like or like yeah. thanks for anything. I just me. I want the kids why didn't the kid do like, it? Turn yeah. around and not be blind. Like, yeah, I want the, like, yeah. where my brain was going because I was like, they can't just leave it here. But it's not even that I love so time. many ambiguous movies. It just felt I don't know. Maybe I'm a normie. <laughs> I wanted the kid to be the killer. Um, yeah, I think he did do it. I'm going to say it now. Uh, but I think that's another. Th- why? Why are we giving? 
Right. What is your most egregious Oscar snub then for I There Goes Me, Margaret? Because again, no nominations. Beautiful, touching film. No nominations. I think you could make an argument for adaptive screenplay. Well, yeah. Better than Barbie. You have to be smart, but you have to be not smart. And you have to be beautiful, but not too beautiful. Which is insane. I really... Um, I've had a, I've had a hot one this morning. Um, my feelings about that monologue, I I had no issue with like the content of it and even the delivery of it, but I just felt, for me, and you know I will accept all criticism on this, but like for me it didn't feel like it was saying anything new. But then I think that is a privileged position for me to be in as a as a a woman in my twenties, like having been exposed to a lot of like feminist theory in movies like oh yeah yeah and i think if this is your first exposure to that amazing great like i'm glad that this was the thing that sparked that conversation for you i'll put i'll just leave there that's it no no i I know like 10 other ways on the pod i forget what i'm saying no i said the same thing in my review i was like you know i yeah i'm an adult i forget that your daughter this film but actually watching this again Barbie's out of the circulation. I'm not buying Barbie on Blu-ray, but I will buy Are You There Goes Me, Margaret, and little Laura and Audrey, or Matilda. I've got a series of different men. What if I have a son? You're going to disown him, probably. I'm going to have the opposite of Henry VIII. The <laughs> <laughs> um, daughter, damn it! Give me a woman child! <laughs> um, no, I would much rather show them this. And have them yeah. actually learn things. And then and I can show them better now about oh, that movies. It makes you think about parenthood so much and like The film with Steve Martin. Yeah. Um and just just again that notion of like um all parents are just figuring it out. Like there's a quote that Andrew Scott mentioned when he was doing the press tour for all of us strangers, and it's like be kind to your parents. They're living for the first time too, and I was like, "Period." Sure. Um, Andrew, and um, yeah, just that notion of like, she's still figuring it out, and like you could, you could easily blame your parents for a lot of like how you are, but it's because they were parenting only with the tools that they were given, like. They fuck you up, your parents. They may not mean to, but they do. But they were fucked up by parents, uh, the same as you or whatever. Yeah, and not even, not even like, on like a huge scale of like, like not like not even talking about like huge traumas or anything, but just like you know, if you not receive like a lot of affection or like if you if that was not like their love language, like it's gonna be hard for you to kind of perpetuate that with your own kids or on the flip side you work like your ass off to kind of create that there's a great monologue in Rushmore where he's like you know I I had a terrible childhood you know I gave my kids everything and now I resent them because they'll never understand (laughs) you know they'll never (laughs) I mean it's Mad Men series six I mean it's the greatest series finale of all time you know he takes them to the shithole where he grew up he's like this is where I grew up. And everybody cries, and it's so beautiful. Anyway. Oh. But yeah, what I think what I really like about Are You There Got It's Me, Margaret, is like, 
you could have easily had Rachel McAdams be super mum and like doing everything perfectly because it's not how you know she was treated but instead you get this very very human person of like oh you want to buy a bra oh oh okay yeah sure and like supportive but also really awkward and it's like okay are you sure you need one no i didn't mean that i didn't you know i didn't yeah and it's like but that is that is so human like not everyone is gonna get it 100 percent right all the time and like she gets the big stuff which comes to the, I mean, like, we can talk about it. The two big period scenes in this film, the wonderful Al Graham, who he sends this postcard lying, you know, I got it, and it's this big cheery thing. And then they go to this, uh, to the Rockettes, and and then we hear this crying through the book, and she's just sensational, so believable. And it's a really a brilliant scene. And then counteracts you've got three different periods and the way that everybody reacts differently you've got is it Gretchen yeah Gretchen and the way that she sort of tells it sort of like nonchalantly yeah well, yeah because and, she has an older sister yeah if you caught that like and then it blend yeah the difference of like you know even if your parents are kind of stoic and like not ready to mm. talk about like menstruation like you'll have someone in your corner who was like, yeah, this is what happens, you know, whereas um, Nancy and Margaret don't have that. And it all builds to the final scene, this wonderful, you know, she's weeing, and then we get this ding, and and she's, and then Rachel goes in. That was and, also biographical. Like, they took that from my my childhood, well, and they put you it weed, You weed, or your mom <laughs> coming weed. in. No, just like the the like the the ding light bulb moment. Like I I wished for my period, and then yeah. I came up. Yes, this is a staple. Like I am woman. And Do you know how I'm hard like, it is to say the line, to say the line. I'm a you know like welcome to womanhood. I'm a woman, and say those lines and not have them be cringy in any way or like feel forced or. It the, was the, the, so truthful. I don't know why I'd cry. And she's, you know, and, and, and oh, you is know, that, and then, was that one of your crying moments where you cry? Oh, too? yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, well, like, I cry. What did I put in a Christmas card? You know, I cry at commercials nowadays. I cry at everything. <laughs> I had a single Hollywood tear. And, um, okay. Hollywood tears, you should watch Babylon. Um, when are you going to watch Babylon? You're not going to watch Babylon. Uh, for a while until I such a long list of Oscars <laughs> and that should have been Oscars and non-Oscars and Dick's the musical. Um yeah. the great that well no actually that falls under should have been Oscars. Um is there anything else you want to talk about with beautiful, wonderful I there got it's me, Margaret Rin? Oh I think I've had all of my <laughs> oh, another little beautiful one. When Mr. Binnerman at the end, when they call him, Mr. Binnerman's moved in with Kathy and, you know, oh, see you later, honey. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. That is great. That is great. <laughs> um, what's next for Kelly Freeman Craig? Because, pardon me, um, she's, I'm not saying this just because she's a female writer and director, but she's, you know, following a kind of Greta mould. She's done a original uh, coming of age 
movie about a young girl present day. She's adapted a hugely important seminal coming of age <laughs> novel for women. Uh, and now, what's next? Oh, I should probably get eaten up by Marvel. Oh, awesome shit. Please, please. We can hope for. Does she have any movies? Uh, yeah, I'd love to see more of the same. Yeah, well, this movie is produced by James L. Brooks, who I, I mean, I adore. I, one of my favorite films ever is Tim's Van Diemen's, the movie that I did as a Sunday that I love showing people, and they always love it and cry. Um, and yeah, now Tim's Van Diemen is like very firmly in my top ten. Like, I could, I might, I. No, I'm not going to watch it today. I've got other things to do. But I, I, I could watch it any day of the week. And it, uh, and it, this very much falls into that sensibility. Mm. Um, yes. Well, that was I there. Good, it's me, Margaret. Bye-bye, Rian. Bye-bye, Tom. Da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-